This is HR in Review, a podcast dedicated to HR thought leadership, actionable advice, and all the latest developments in human resource management. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our newest episode of our podcast, HR in Review. I'm Monica Sharma, the editor of HR Review, and if you haven't tuned in before, in this short segment, we'll be looking back at some recent standout stories, and we'll be discussing the most relevant topics linked to HR. Each week will be based around a different theme, and this week's is the four-day work week and the challenges and benefits it brings. Here today, I'm joined by my guest, Perry Timms. Perry is founder and chief energy officer at People and Transformational HR, a design development and change consultancy which was set up in 2012. Alongside this, Perry is a renowned blogger and global speaker on the transformative power of HR professionals. Perry, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to have you on the show. How are you? Uh, Thank you, Monica. I'm well, and it's delightful to be here. So uh, yeah, thank you for the inclusion. No worries at all. So I just wanted to kick off the show by talking a little bit about people and transformational HR Mm. and your own experience in setting up a four-day work week. So just to make our audience aware, people Mm. and transformational HR is a gold standard accredited employer in regards to their four-day work week which means that the company operates on a permanent 32-hour, four-day-week basis with no loss of pay. So, Perry, I guess I'd love to just start off by talking about what prompted you to make the decision to move from a kind of more conventional way of working to a four-day work week. It would be great to hear a little bit about what was happening at the consultancy at the time and what factors might have convinced you to make this decision. Thanks, Monica. Yeah, so I guess there's a, a catalytic uh, version of this where we made the decision in July, but there's also mm-hmm. a long-standing thought of mine about the inequity of a five-day working week, and I'll come on to that a little bit too. But the actual catalyst was the COVID-19 uh, response, actually, mm-hmm. because um, we we had just expanded to eight people from three. So in, in the beginning of 2020, we'd sort of doubled and a bit more. And then in March, of course, the world shut down and we lost mm-hmm. all our work. Um, And we took a decision to not just sit on our hands. We took a decision Mm -hmm. to look at the way we needed to, uh, I guess, position our products and services for people who were similarly locked down and needed Mm -hmm. to adapt and change. Um, And it was pretty exhausting work. Uh, And I noticed that we we were putting lots of hours in, but we probably weren't feeling as efficient as we could be. So Mm -hmm. I tabled the issue of, shall we try to do things in a four-day week to give us a punctuation? That was the important word, punctuation, Mm -hmm. which is we chose Wednesdays so we were going to work Monday Tuesday off Wednesday back Thursday Friday to give us that Mm -hmm. re-energized feel and the team went yeah let's give it a go we didn't know how it would go we started to experiment quite quickly I personally felt incredibly different I felt myself having a real sense of energy towards the end of the week and I Mm -hmm. suddenly found myself coping with an increased workload which was nice because we were starting to recover Um, uh, but I didn't feel like I needed to go back in and, and stretch it out over five days again so we stuck with four days and we mm-hmm. we surveyed the team during the course of it we we um, made sure people's inputs were there um, and everybody came back with the same conclusion it's like I like this midweek break I can do mm-hmm. things life admin yoga painting whatever it might be but mm-hmm. I come back with a renewed energy on Thursday um, and what I think I would describe it as is uh, we we took it away from being a mathematical equation of hours equaling Mm -hmm. success and we created a bit more quantum physics where it was about what do you do with those hours rather than just 
clocking at the time. So just to give you a sense of where we are now, we are 120% up on work, which is incredible. And we're so happy about that. But Mm -hmm. we are 20% down on the amount of hours we put in to do that. And and that Mm -hmm. shouldn't shouldn't compute uh so yeah so i think it was an experiment that's revealed itself to be very sustainable um Mm -hmm. and we are much more inclined to uh, continue with it um uh, to the point that obviously you invited me to talk about it um the bigger issue i'll only briefly touch on this is i Mm -hmm. um, facilitated a discussion in the public sector about um the challenges of working parents Mm-hmm. and women in leadership roles and what seemed to surface was that they were fighting against full-time colleagues who were male um, and it all of a sudden felt like it wasn't their inability it was the system that they were working mm-hmm. three days other people were working five because the role was built for five and there was no way to meet those two things together and I just mm-hmm. held this unfairness until this four-day option came in and I thought if everybody's working four three to four is not such a big transition so there's a bigger moral um thing here as well Mm. so there's a lot of really interesting points you've raised there perry so you've obviously mentioned that it's kind of a result of the pandemic everyone was feeling a bit burnt out and not being as productive as as they could when you first started this out did you intend for this to be a permanent solution or was it meant to be more of a temporary measure to kind of cope with the pandemic follow us on twitter at hr review or join us on linkedin and facebook it was experimental absolutely we didn't we right. didn't put a set um timeline to it we just thought we would see how it goes quite literally but we wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that we were aware uh, of the implications of it both in our revenue and how people felt so at the same mm-hmm. time as going down in hours we introduced a much tighter way of defining how we work and what on so we introduce what we call a resource allocation process where we look at what mm-hmm. do we spend time on uh, what value do we create during that and i tell you what it did is it forced people to to stop being indulgent about booking an internal meeting for an hour that could be done mm-hmm. in a very different way so mm-hmm. we got a bit brutal on internal meeting times and we created a lot more of what we call asynchronous exchanges um we would chat Mm -hmm. on an open platform like slack we would record a video or audio file and we effectively dispersed a meeting into a number of exchanges and all of a sudden we we found ourselves quite literally with about an hour at least per day more because we Mm -hmm. weren't doing that um so that was a mathematic thing um uh, but we really wanted to see how people felt and that was the real Mm -hmm. plus point people were all coming back on thursday absolutely bounding with energy whereas before Mm. thursday was a really hard day (laughs) so we we think we've managed to create this better rhythm that's how i'd describe it Mm. that's actually very interesting because i think there's been a lot of talk about how meetings have kind of you know blown up over the pandemic how how people are spending more time just sitting in front of zoom and kind of different calls so the fact that you've managed to kind of mitigate that and and improve productivity is is really amazing to hear yeah so just to move on to kind of our next point what what happened when you first began the trial you've obviously reported Mm. kind of good good benefits were Mm. these immediate or Mm. or did they take a bit more time to see 
the benefits took a while. I'll absolutely mm-hmm. admit to that. But do you know what was really um, probably the founding principle of it is that we weren't mm. tempted to work on a Wednesday. So we pretty much right. said, do not log on. We will not mm-hmm. be on Slack. We will not be doing work on a Wednesday. We made it quite firm that we didn't want to see mm-hmm. that. And so, you know, if you want, that was the very intentional part of this, just to break the habit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, I took the opportunity to read more because I was missing out on learning mm. stimulus from reading right and and there were yeah. days when I'd read three books um uh, and I loved it because I felt enriched and nourished and 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 that gave me an incentive to not dip back into work so I think we all found mm. a way to um, break the habit that was the first mm-hmm. probably important lesson uh, we learned and then the second lesson we learned was um, uh, we were probably a bit concerned about culture. Will our culture suddenly start to become something that, that's, you know, a little bit fragmented by the fact that we're not together mm. all the time, right? Um, yeah. So we very deliberately started to talk about how we felt, what was going on, what work we were doing. And as a result of it, we created something called a team agreement where mm-hmm. we all said, this is how we'll conduct ourselves. This is what you can expect from me. Now, we hadn't had it prior to, to this, but it, we felt it, it framed what we expected from each other. And, and it was a terrific, advantageous, um, uh, I guess you'd say, coming together that helped us create those um, bureaucratic killing um, devices that stopped us getting indulgent and slipping back into bad ways. So I think we mm-hmm. named things. We named things, we narrated them, we held firm, um, and we made them um, very real and tangible. And I think that helped us. Mm. So that's really interesting. Not only did you go in there with kind of a well-being focus, and it and it seems from what you're reporting that it did improve well-being, yeah. but it also actually helped to kind of strengthen the company yeah. culture at a time where, you know, yeah. lots of companies were reporting that it had eroded yeah I sensed there was a bit of cultural fragmentation because we were working so hard so it was an Mm -hmm. antidote to that and people will say but you can't fix culture you know by a program and I kind of agree but you can fix Mm -hmm. culture when you focus on it narrate it bring it in make adjustments because I think culture gets good by you know a multitude of actions and deeds and so on and it also gets Mm -hmm. bad by the same measure you know not so good ones so we just wanted to make sure we were putting all the good ones back in so um, Mm -hmm. yeah and I would say you know 14 15 months in our culture is stronger than it ever has been amazing Mm. wow so um obviously you've spoken a little bit about the benefits Mm. that you've kind of stumbled across were there any challenges that you faced while implementing a four-day work week if you have any comments on the hr and review podcast would like to suggest a topic or speaker or provide other feedback you can contact us using the email podcast at hrreview.co.uk we look forward to hearing from you. The biggest challenge is clients because our clients don't work a four-day working week, right? right? So they would come to us and say, hey, can you do a workshop on a Wednesday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, we're, we're completely and utterly reliant on their revenue to um, mm. exist. So uh, we did do a bit of a declaration to our clients at first. We set out of office messages and we told them that's what we were doing. Now, mm-hmm. two things really interestingly happened there. One is if a client did message us on a Wednesday, they actually apologised for it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, which was incredible. <laughs> Yeah, and some of them said, oh, I wish I had a four-day week too. Mm. Um, 
we did have to make some concessions. So we did bend a little bit. And if the client was absolutely stuck and could only do a Wednesday, um, mm. you know, somebody like me would say, okay, well, I'll sacrifice my Wednesday, but I'll perhaps claim the time back on Friday afternoon or something. Mm. So I did a little bit of more flexing, uh, probably more than the rest of the team, because I'm mm -hmm. normally the one in the delivery um, element of it. Um, mm. But yeah, mostly clients we thought would be really anti it, but actually quite the opposite. Um, so yeah, we learned that. Uh, that was a mm. challenge. Um, I think the other challenge we thought is if we stop on a Wednesday, will it take us longer to rev back up again on a Thursday mm. Mm. Um, after a stop? But actually quite the opposite. Um, uh, and I think Wednesdays are more favourable than perhaps having an extended weekend mm -hmm. because I imagine an extended weekend is harder to rev back up again. Yeah. But a midweek punctuation isn't. So I think we're comfortable, if not even sort of very dogmatic now, about Wednesday being our day. Mm. that's interesting as well because I think a lot of instances where I've heard you know the four-day kind of work week being adopted is actually on the Friday giving employees yeah. a long weekend now we love Fridays they're still a celebration day because mm. of the weekend coming in so we joke that we have a Friday 1.0 and a Friday 2.0 right. <laughs> so we get both so actually Tuesdays is not a horrible day anymore because we know it's mm. the day before we're off again it psychologically oh, nice. creates a very different frame of reference yeah mm. Really interesting. So um, actually, just on that point, I wanted to touch quickly upon this isn't something that you raised as a challenge, but it's something mm. that I've heard, which mm. is that a lot of people are worried about the kind of stress levels, given that obviously there's a short amount of working time. So will employees be forced to do, you know, more yeah. in the same yeah. amount or in a shorter period of time? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because that did come up. We did wonder whether we were creating more intensity and pressure mm. around the days we were on versus not. So we were very acutely aware of that. But we genuinely didn't know the answer to that until we tried. So we were mm -hmm. very willing to go into it and see how it felt. And I think we very quickly realised that those days on were not crammed intense awful experiences quite the opposite we were very optimal about what we wanted to do with that time because it kind of felt like it was um, tighter for us so mm. we wanted to make the most out of them but do you know what at the same time as we did this we also instigated and continued with something where we spend one hour per Tuesday mm -hmm. um, learning something as a team so we bring in a guest speaker we do something ourselves and we didn't sacrifice that uh, we right. kept that so uh, I think it's important that we don't think that it is all about losing things instead. It's about making them fit in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, so I think holding on to those things made us think we weren't sacrificing anything or putting undue pressure on ourselves. And as mm -hmm. I say, we then emerged into different rhythms and, and, and our, our attack points, if you want to call them that, weren't on ourselves. It was on the way we worked and the systems we operated in. So we mm -hmm. focused on those and we tuned them up so nicely. Um, that, that that's why we've got that 120% uptick, but 20% down on hours. Mm. So obviously, it's been a really great success for your company. If mm. businesses out there are considering implementing a four day work week, what are some of the practicalities that you'd encourage them to think about? Why not subscribe to the premium version of HR in Review? You'll get ad-free content, early and extra episodes and more. Even better, although it's the premium edition, it's absolutely free. Sign up at hrreview.co.uk slash podcast. Um, well, I think people have got to want it <coughs> mm -hmm. for a start. 
because there are some people who absolutely just love being on all the time and then love their weekends. They seem to mm. have developed this almost like yin yang type personality. <laughs> so they might find it a bit of an intrusion. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so I think find the intent first um, mm-hmm. uh, and see how it goes. Uh, and I think it does require an enormous amount of kind of co-constructing, really. People need to have their input, say, influence, shape, that kind of thing. And they might mm-hmm. not know how. So you might have to support them. Um, right. in recalibrating their workloads, not being too punishing with their diary, um, learning how to say no or not yet, uh, you know, those kind of things. So I think there are some skills uh, involved mm-hmm. in it too. But I think the crucial thing is obsess about your working systems and not everybody um, has done that before. Mm-hmm. So again, I think you might need to help them do that individually, team, and then obviously with the whole organisation in mind. Mm. Um, and then never lose sight of the fact that you're still serving customers and, and you know, suppliers and partners and so on. Mm-hmm. So don't don't create something that you feel is going to create some unnecessary tension with them. Mm. Um, but equally, don't let that stop you from doing it because our experience is clients were utterly supportive of it and actually envious. Right. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So speaking of trialing a four-day work week, I now wanted to kind of move on to our second story, which is about Scotland testing out a four-day work week with no loss of pay. So the Scottish government have announced a pilot scheme that's in really early stages. It would cost about £10 million, but could ultimately help companies explore the benefits and costs linked to kind of shifting to a four-day work week. So as part of this... IPPR Scotland has urged the Scottish government to extend their pilot across a range of sectors, including non-office workplaces, shift workers, um, kind of social care settings, NHS and hospitality. So obviously, most of the companies that have trialed a four-day work week so far have been ones that have had a more traditional or conventional um, background. How can other industries be included in this, especially ones which operate on a much larger scale, so over 250 employees or have more shift work? Yeah, I I think this is the um, real acid test for this, isn't it? I absolutely Mm. recognise where you're coming from from this. So I think the first thing to say is that all of those huge organisations are made up of smaller units. Mm. And so therefore, if you're a, you know, 50,000 strong organisation and you don't want to suddenly flick a switch and go to four days and have to deal with some kind of chaotic reaction to it, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Find a place that's, um, you know, demonstrative enough of what it would look like if you scaled it but in a very contained environment Mm -hmm. and just trial it for a quarter because a quarter I think is probably enough time for people Mm -hmm. to change their habits to get to understand the data to see the implications of it and make the adjustments Mm -hmm. Uh, and so from that experiment you can then look at the data look at the methods look at the approaches and think we've got a replicable model here Mm -hmm. um, and then start thinking about how to scale it so you don't have to do it all in one go I think that's really important to um, urge people to think about Mm -hmm. you can run parallel experiments of course with different divisions logistics and customer service and you know data analytics teams and tech and Mm -hmm. whatever you can run multiple if you want to but I think start small build your evidence base get to know what this means both from a human and a systems perspective and then Mm -hmm. use that to create a more certain replication of it Mm. Um, and I can imagine there'll be some people going well look I'm in logistics I can't even recruit lorry drivers now um, if Mm. I wanted to and you're now asking me to take them off to do four day weeks what am I going to do with that that's a massive issue so um, it might be there are some areas that are 
perhaps just a bit too hard right now to do. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, uh, you know, you, you might need to ask yourself, well, is are some people put off of lorry driving because it is such a, a slog in terms mm. of hours? Do you know what I mean? And if mm. you create a shorter burst of it, will you appeal and attract people who are semi-retired, who might want to come back mm-hmm. and so on and so forth? See what I mean? So it's not as simple as um, ruling it out just because you've got a labour shortage. It's like if we open up to a different model, can we mm-hmm. actually use that as an incentive to to attract different people to the roles so I think experiment again with that so don't put yourself in a position where you deny them because it feels too hard and complex and you've got existing challenges use those challenges to say is this part of the solution and and then experiment into it Mm. and finally Perry I had one Mm. last question which is obviously you've talked a bit about labour shortages and kind of reflecting on the current world should companies implement a four-day working week in a post-pandemic world I mean this is happening at a time where many companies are reverting back to going to the offices their traditional hours and are feeling really uncertain due to the pandemic so Mm. should companies take on this task of of creating a four-day work week so I think the argument for that is mm-hmm. that people are under an immense amount of pressure, stress, uncertainty, intensity, and so on because of the pandemic. And then mm. if you are suddenly asking people to go back to a thing that they were doing before, after recalibrating their lives, that is something that might be damaging. So a four-day operation mm-hmm. within that might give people to the chance to go ah but at least it's different I've got this bit that I can hold on to and and I'm not expected to do what I did before in a condition I'm not comfortable with so it could Mm -hmm. be part of the solution to soften the blow if you want to call it that um the the other side the argument against it is yeah if you've got more pressure intensity and arguably more work you're thinking to yourself it's just just madness to try and do this we need everybody to put in more rather than less but I think Mm -hmm. that's a false um, uh, argument because mm. people will burn out and you'll lose them and then you're in a worse position than before mm-hmm. so I'd say heed my experience of this which is stop looking at it mathematically and think mm. more quantum if your right. people are better supported and cared for and they can balance their lives more you'll get more out of them in the time you have even if you shorten it than you Mm -hmm. would do even in the long run i think there's some research on neuroscience that says actually the brain is only optimal for about two hours a day you Mm -hmm. know as in its peak performance so so you know we 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 endure people to 10 14 hour days Mm -hmm. it's not it's not sensible um so i think if we want to get the best out of people that's how we do it we shorten Mm -hmm. it and and we make it more productive and and purposeful Mm. fantastic well thank you so much Perry for joining me on this episode and talking to us about how your company have implemented a four-day week and I'm so glad to hear that it's been really successful for you so I think this case study will prove really useful for other companies who may be looking to do the same Um, as already mentioned Perry can be reached at people and transformational HR to our audience, as always, if you're interested in learning more about the four-day workweek, HR strategy, or any other topic linked to HR, head over to our website, hrreview.co.uk. Thanks once again to Perry for joining us and our audience for listening. We hope to see you next time, where we will be continuing the discussion on the most relevant HR topics. See you then. The HR and Review podcast is brought to you by hrreview.co.uk. HRReview.co.uk is a website dedicated to human resources and related professionals. News items are posted daily together with analysis looking in-depth at topical HR issues. You can sign up for our range of specialist newsletters at hrreview.co.uk slash sign up and follow us on Twitter at HRReview or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thank you for listening.